This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. In Canto 24 of Paradiso, Dante is still in the eighth heaven among the blessed. His introduction to this heaven was the triumphal entrance of Christ himself along with all the other blessed spirits whose radiance comes from Christ. In iconography, this radiance is depicted by light encircling the head of the saints, which is called the nimbus. The most important among them, of course, is the mother of Christ, the Virgin Mary, whom Dante likens to the rose in the midst of the garden, the others being lilies. Beatrice, who has been leading him through the heavens and helping him advance in his theological understanding, also radiates her light from Christ. In fact, it's in this heaven that Dante once again beholds Beatrice's smile, which she had revealed to him early on in the earthly paradise. If you recall when he first beheld our divine smile in purgatory, he was blinded momentarily as if he had stared too long at the light of the sun. Instead of being blinded now in this eighth heaven, He can withstand the radiance of Christ that shines through her and through all the other blessed states. As you can imagine, Kenzo 24 is an especially endearing one for any teacher. And the reason is that we discover in our reading of the canto that Dante has arrived among the blessed to take exams on the three theological virtues, beginning with faith. And the master who will examine him is no less than St. Peter himself. Not only that, it's the best kind of exam one that he's fully prepared to take, and one that he has already passed, even before he speaks. Indeed, as Beatrice attests, that he loves well and hopes well and has faith is not concealed from you, speaking to St. Peter. You see that place where everything that happens is displayed. If only all professors had that kind of knowledge. And anyone who has undergone such rigorous exams can only wish to be in Dante's position. Dante's graduating exams take the form of a dialectical exchange with St. Peter. And having been a diligent student trained in the ways of dialectic, Dante, of course, anticipates the questions to follow along Aquinas's Aristotelian framework set forth by the three questions on sit, whether it is, quid sit, what it is, and quale modo, what are its qualities? The first question St. Peter gives him is an easy question, and it's a species of quid sit. That is, he asks Dante for a definition. What is faith? Now, Aristotle's logic teaches that definitions must have essential predications. That is to say, in order to define what a thing is, the statements must affirm an aspect peculiar only to that thing. In this case, the species of theological virtue called faith. Now, speaking on the authority of the Bible, Dante's answer comes in the form of the definition of faith St. Paul gives. So he answers, faith is the substance of things we hoped for and is the evidence of things not seen. We should be happy to see that St. Peter won't let him in simply quoting scripture but further questions him about his essential predications, substance on the one hand and evidence on the other. 
It's helpful to read his explanation in full to see how he maneuvers through the logic to answer St. Peter's question. The deep things on me that on me bestow their image here are hid from sight below, so that their being lies in faith alone, and on that faith the highest hope is founded. And thus it is that faith is called a substance. In other words, the being or essence of faith cannot be seen from a human vantage point. It does indeed have being, though. Our lack of direct knowledge of its being means that it is a faith or belief. But at the same time, no one would hope on a thing without essence. So Dante continues that since our hope is founded on this, we can conclude that faith is a substance. That is to say, it is substance or being. Now, this is difficult, so you can wrestle with that one. Moving on to show how faith can also be an evidence of things not seen, Dante answers, and it is from this faith that we must reason, deducing what we can from syllogisms without our being able to see more. Thus, faith is also called an evidence. Simply put, faith itself is a foundation from which evidence emerges in the form of syllogisms. If you read any St. Anselm thoroughly, you would be practicing this method of reasoning from faith. So our God-given gift of reason helps our faith along by providing it with evidence for what we believe. At this point, St. Peter seems satisfied that Dante has sufficiently answered the questions of definition, and so he moves on to questions that have to do with qualities, the qual modo questions. The next two questions St. Peter asks are, do you have this thing, faith, in your purse? And where is the source of faith? Dante's answers are, well, I found this faith, I do have this faith, and the source is revealed truth found in the scriptures. That is the syllogism that has proved with such persuasiveness that faith has truth. Now, St. Peter goes on to say, well, how do we know that the scriptures are the revealed word of God? Dante's answer, well, those actions that are revealed in the scriptures or recorded in the scriptures can't come from nature, so they must come from God. And then he says, asks him, who assures you that those works were real? Dante's answer is a fun one, he says, if without miracles the world was turned to Christianity, that is, so great a miracle that all the rest are not its hundredth part. For you were poor and hungry when you found the field and sowed the good plant. Simply put, Dante basically says to Peter, what you have done by starting the church is evidence itself. It's a miracle enough that the faith exists and that it does come from God. To confirm that Dante is right, the whole chorus of the blessed respond, Te Deum Lademus, to God be the glory. Now, to round things out, the final question that St. Peter asks Dante is part question, but also a command. He says to him, declare what you believe and what gave you the faith that you receive. And Dante's answer is the creed. Now, the creed itself has a whole history 
and host of arguments contained within it that I'll let you puzzle. Now, what might be implied here that I find interesting is that if we have followed Dante faithfully through the entire poem up to this point, and if we have fully grasped the import of all that we have experienced alongside him, and if we can confirm our belief in every tenet of the church's creed, we too can at least pass this first test. I guess we'll know whose notes we need to borrow. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.